Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. It ain't the left side. Thank you, Solody. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Check out our merch store on thefinside.threadless.com. We have a special guest with us here tonight as we continue to can, we continue to wet that whistle for the offseason. We're joined by Zach Schaumler, and he is with Strong Opinion Sports. Be sure to check out his podcast on iTunes, and also check out his Instagram as well, Zach Schaumler, Z-A-C-S-H-O-M-L-E-R. Uh, he's trying to get to 10,000 followers, and believe me, if you look at his YouTube videos that we've run across, he's certainly worth it on there. But the one thing that really caught my eye was a video on YouTube that has almost 4, 400,000 views at this time. It was one of the first things that I looked at after the Dolphins acquired Josh Rosen. Zach uh, broke down really eight different things about Josh Rosen based on his rookie year and what he knows about Josh. So, Zach, to start off, um, you know, just taking a look at, at Josh Rosen's rookie year, obviously not a huge body of work. You've broken down a lot of his film. Just in a couple of sentences, what is your overall kind of thesis on Josh Rosen as a prospect as he heads to the Miami Dolphins? You know, I think the most important thing you got to be very careful and, and conscious of is that, all of his problems are fixable mistakes. All of his mistakes he made, all of the things he's doing wrong, they're all things that are, are fixable that he can have better coaching and, and solve. Uh, the number one thing that stood out to me uh, was that he just – the game is, is quick for him. And I think 
uh, we can get to this later, but I think having a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick there helping him is really going to benefit him. I think he played a little too early in his rookie year. And so having time to sit and learn uh, behind a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick will really help him. And uh, I just think he needs more reps and needs to be around the game in the NFL a little more. Uh, he's, a, he's a good quarterback. He just needs more uh, more time. Yeah, and you broke down a lot of different things. Uh, you know, your eight different points. Number one, late throws. Number two, offensive line was terrible. Three, yeah. bad play design. Four, Rosen missed some reads. Five, tip yep. passes. Six, wide receivers not getting open. Seven, lack of mobility. Eight, there were in your eighth point was there were a lot of good throws by Rosen too. So I like how you break down that. You're not saying that he's a great quarterback or that he will be a great quarterback yeah. with the dolphins, just that he has things really to work on as he moves forward here. Also, I think it's, it's worth noting too. He wasn't put in a position to be successful. I mean, he, the play calling was awful. There were times where uh, the Cardinals had run, they, they, a defense would run man coverage against the Cardinals and they would run like four hitches and just get totally stymied, and that's not a good play call. It's not a good situation for your quarterback. Again, he had bad receivers. He couldn't win one-on-one matchups. The offensive line was terrible. He just was not put in a position to be successful at all. Um, and, and I added that last point about good throws because you got to know the guy can throw the football. Like, his problems are mental and coaching. There's a good foundation there that if you teach him how to play quarterback at an NFL level, he's going to really succeed. I mean, some guys have accuracy. Drew Locke from Missouri last year had accuracy issues. He's going to have to learn some stuff. Tyree Jackson from Buffalo had accuracy issues. Josh Rosen does not have that problem. He's got a fantastic arm and he can win from the pocket. He needs to get mentally locked in. If he gets better coaching and better people around him, he can definitely be a successful quarterback. Certainly. And what, based on what you saw at UCLA, as well as what you saw with the Arizona Cardinals last year, a main point of your video is that sometimes he was always a step late. Now, based yeah. on your just real gut feeling, do you think that is more of an experience thing or a instinctual thing where, you know, sometimes it can go really one way or another for these young quarterbacks? No, it's a hundred percent a thing, an experience thing. I was actually around Josh Rosen as a kid. And let me tell you, the dude has tremendous attention to detail. He's got great footwork. Like there were throws in the NFL. He, he threw, he would throw an out route late and like, well, you've never done that your entire life. And I think it's very obvious to me, he was just processing the defense and because he was, he was thinking so much, he was doing things he doesn't normally do and wouldn't normally do in a, a common circumstance. Um, so I just think it goes back to a lack of inexperience, not a, there's no inherent problems with Josh Rosen. His fundamentals are fantastic. He just got to stop thinking so much. And once he learns and masters whatever offense he's in and has time to catch up to NFL things, I think he'll really, he'll be thinking less and can just react more and play more. Um, but I think that's a, that's a big thing that people don't realize is you get to the next level and things are just faster and defenses are more complex and there's more things to think about, like where your eyes go and this little thing. And if there were like three things you had to worry about pre-snap in college, it was about 20 in the NFL. And that workload, that extra amount of stuff to pay attention to can just overwhelm people sometimes. And it takes a while before you can catch up and master an offense. Yeah. And Rosen, obviously did not have a good rookie year. I mean, that's no surprise, no. but in the, in your video, you also mentioned, and it's a great point that it seems like Sam Darnold is viewed as a franchise quarterback. Josh Allen yep. is viewed as a franchise quarterback. Lamar Jackson is viewed as a franchise quarterback. Obviously Baker Mayfield is too, but that he's on a different level. Uh, but yeah. Josh Rosen, when you look at the numbers, they're not too, too far off from the other no. guys. 
No, they were very similar. And I think, I mean, he just had a typical rookie year. I mean, I, that's what's funny is people like, you know, Josh Rosen's off. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, he's really, he looks like Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold made bad mistakes. So did Josh Allen. I mean, they all, they all do. That's what rookie quarterbacks do. The difference was Josh Rosen not only was not, so other quarterbacks like uh, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold didn't have a great team around him. Josh Rosen had an awful team around him and bad coaching and was not only not in a good position to succeed, he was in a position to fail. It was just a, a horrible situation. And I really think it's, it's a shame too. You know, I'm looking at the pieces the Cardinals added. I know this is a Dolphins podcast. I look at what the Cardinals added in the draft and they got Cliff Kingsbury. They got a bunch of wide receivers. And if Josh Rosen had had a rookie year with the support that Kyler Murray's getting in uh, Arizona right now, I think he would have been much more successful, but the pieces were not there and he just did not have a lot of support. And I think there is a weird sense of, I'm just confused and baffled when I look at the way people react to every other rookie quarterback. And for some reason we throw Josh Rosen away and discard him when it's just, it's just very similar that he just played very similar to the other rookie quarterbacks. And um, I, I, I wouldn't part be so of it too. Not. Yeah. I think what people too have in the back of their minds and it's certainly not fair that he had a reputation a little bit coming out of UCLA that I didn't think was incredibly fair. I mean, like, there were comments like, well, he wants to know the why behind why he, do, why he needs to do something. Or he had a hot tub <laughs> yeah. as a, fr- I'm like, oh, the horror, what a terrible human being. Like this is a guy who's, <laughs> when he came to Arizona, he came to Arizona a couple months after he turned 21. I mean, yeah. I don't want to talk about the things I did when I was 21. And, and no, this guy was leading it's, football teams. It's, it's like the guy had fun in college. I'm sorry. And the one that bothers me the most, though, is the why. Every quarterback should not – the why. I play quarterback in college. I always want to know why a play is called because that helps me understand what my coach is trying to do. If you understand why and the reasoning behind a play call and behind a play design, it helps you run the play better. Just that's truthful. And that narrative, I think that was a, a narrative that got spun by people who didn't understand football or didn't understand playing quarterback very well. Because um, that, again, that goes back to asking why is not a bad thing. Now, I know he, actually, if I may, he had a, a, an issue with Trent Dilfer in high school where he, at, at the Elite 11, he would really want to, he would he really pushed Trent Dilfer and Trent Dilfer and him would kind of struggle back and forth. And uh, I don't think it was an ego thing as much as this kid loves football. He's incredibly attentive to detail. And if you don't give him you'd better have answers for him when he asks, because if you don't, he's going to struggle because he wants to know everything. He's a nerd about football. And that's how it should be. And not just in football, but every walk of life. I mean, if I'm at work and which is completely unrelated to football, I want to know the why behind why I do something because I want to buy in and be able to react off those certain situations. Mm So yeah, you bet. And so also going back to what you said about Rosen and I, I do think Dolphins fans overwhelmingly, at this point are excited about Rosen, Rosen coming in, especially where they basically got Rosen in a second round pick for the 48th for overall pick in no, this year's draft. You know, it, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's just unbelievable what they got for him. I mean, they really paid nothing. and got what I think is a franchise quarterback. It just shocked me. Yeah. And it's, we're, we're very excited about that, but going back to what you said about the line, you're exactly right. Like what a lot of Dolphins fans said at the beginning was something along the lines of, yeah, their offensive line wasn't all that good. Their play calling wasn't great, but you know, he still should have done a little bit better. What people, a lot of the everyday sports fan doesn't see a lot is that 
he lost not only a couple players on his line, he lost literally every single player from left to right on his offensive line, from Jared Veldier to Justin Pugh to DJ Humphreys, Mike Yapati, um, and the short uh, AQ Shipley, their short center. All five players on injured reserve, they are pulling people off the street like Joe Barksdale to play that offensive tackle spot. And not to mention, he goes through two offensive coordinators in that year, too. Yes. Oh, it's tumultuous, man. I mean, when you're pulling a guy who didn't start the season with you and you, you're building a new relationship and then he becomes your starting left tackle, that's absurd. And then losing your offensive coordinator changes everything. Yeah, I, it just goes back to the guy was not put in a position to succeed at all. Yeah, and it's all about risk management when it comes to trading for a player, when it comes to the draft. What I can sit here and say today, and I'm sure you'll agree, is that it was worth the risk. It's not saying uh, without question that this guy is going to throw for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. We'd love that if, if that happened, but the, the risk is certainly worth the reward as it appears now. But one other thing, too, Zach, I wanted to ask you. You also have a video out there from this past year breaking down the Dolphins' other quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Overall, what was your takeaway from what you saw in Tampa Bay last year. He had obviously the incredible start statistically and then fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, I think I, I like Brian Fitzpatrick. He's a very solid quarterback. He's either the best backup in the league or a, a mid to mid tier, like bottom tier starter in the NFL, but he's a, he's a competent guy who can win some games. Now he had a lot of help, right? A lot of his throws were to Mike Evans and he relies on jump balls a lot, but I think he's going to be a guy that can make some plays. I really like what the Dolphins have at wide receiver. And I think early in the year, uh, I think they could actually have some success. And I think they could even end up second in the AFC East to the Patriots um, because I really think they have a chance to win some games with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, there's a lot of contested catch guys if they could play up to their potential. Mike, Mike Gesicki and Devontae Parker have had very good OTAs. They project as that type of player. Obviously, they need to play with a lot more consistency on the field, but the, the arm angle of a Ryan Fitzpatrick or a Josh Rosen much different than that of a Brock Osweiler or a Jay Cutler. So I, I see them doing doing a lot better, too. So overall, who do you think is going to win the starting job in Miami between Rosen and Fitzpatrick? I think there's two answers to that. One, early on, it's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, but there's a reason behind it too. You talk about these young wide receivers who are coming into their own. I think having Ryan Fitzpatrick around with these young wide receivers and young guys is going to make them better. And I think having Ryan Fitzpatrick is not, I think he's going to start early on. I think they even could have some success early on. He's not the quarterback of the future for the Dolphins, but him being there now to coach up the young guys and to build the culture. And I think having someone that Josh Rosen can learn from is incredibly important. Josh Rosen's not ready to play, and he shouldn't start week one. And I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to lose the job, and that's okay. Have some patience. The people need to have patience and let Josh Rosen develop. And accept that Ryan Fitzpatrick right now is what's best for the Dolphins, best for the wide receivers to learn lessons and to get some insight, and best for Josh Rosen to sit and learn behind. And Rosen is 22 years old, and this you would think that if he's going to be in Miami the next couple of years with O'Shea, the offensive coordinator, that's going to be the first time I think Vax since the beginning of high school for him, that he's had the same offensive coordinator for two years in a row uh, from yeah. one year to the next. I could be off on that, but I mean, 
So for him to develop a comfort level is extremely important. Uh, And he is 22 years old. Yeah. He's he's my age. I mean, let the guy grow. He's got, if he plays anywhere near the 35, he's got years and years and years in the NFL and there should be no rush. It's better to do it right and give him patience and time to develop and push the guy back out onto the field before he's ready. And I think if you allow him to have time and allow our patient with him, the return could be quite wonderful, especially for how little they paid. I think they got a quarterback in the future and a franchise quarterback if, and this is a big if, if the Dolphins are patient and allow him to develop and fix his mistakes and allow the coaching of Chad O'Shea to make him better. Absolutely. Well, Zach, thank you very much for your insight here on Josh Rosen as well as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Be sure to follow Zach Shomler on Instagram by his name, Z-A-C-S-H-O-M-L-E-R. Also, be sure to check out his podcast on iTunes, Strong Opinion Sports, and his really his video breakdowns that mesh the film work with the, uh, with the analysis. He's got great 15, 20-minute clips on these quarterbacks as well as some other positions as we go down the line. Zach, anything else that you want to promote, add on, uh, that you're looking to get, uh, get a few more listeners with as you continue to build your brand here? Uh, something fun. Go to quarterbackanalyst.com or qbanalyst.com, and that'll lead you directly to a playlist of my quarterback breakdowns on YouTube. I uh, got that secured the other day. It was pretty cool, so that'd be fun. And, and by the way, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you having me on. Hey, no problem. I mean, we did run across you here real, really by accident, and I started watching <laughs> these videos. Our listeners know I don't promote a whole lot of people out there, even though I respect a lot of them, but I really wanted to get you on to get your insight on Josh Rosen because I, I did really like your breakdown there. So that will do it for our wrap-up of Josh Rosen. And you can follow Paul and I on the Finside on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Also check out our merch store on the Finside.threadless.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat.